pray. Heavenly Father, we bless you. We exalt you. We magnify you. We adore you. Lord, this is the day that you've made. The entrance of your word brings light. As we've come to your presence to worship. As we've come to your presence to learn about you. Lord, we pray for enlightenment. We pray that you grant us wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of you. That as your word is coming, Lord, lives will be changed. Lives will be transformed. Chains will be broken. Everything that is hidden will be laid bare. Lord, once again, we pray that we are ready. We are ready for you to teach us. Spirit of the living God, for you shall bring us into remembrance of everything that you've taught us and all that we've learned. Our minds and our hearts are prepared, ready to listen to you. We humbly ask you to teach us. Make everything that we'll learn today a living word and cause us to walk in that same manifestation. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Please, you can have your seats. Hallelujah. You can have your seat. It is always great to see such brethren in the house of God. Hallelujah. And anytime I see my brothers like this, I'm happy. Amen. Because we are always here to join together in fellowship. Hallelujah. With the Lord. And like we know, today is also our communion service. So it's an awesome time that we're also going to have fellowship with Christ Jesus. Amen. Of his flesh and then of his blood. Amen. So we'll definitely come back to our communion service when we are coming to the end of today's service. All right. Like you know, last week we continued with a series we started about a month ago. That is on prayer. And last week we started discussing about the types of prayer that we have. And we, we learned about the prayer of supplication. We learned of the prayer of intercession. And then we learned also of the prayer of faith. Those are the three kind of prayers that we learned about. This week, as the leading of the Spirit leads me, as the Spirit leads me, I will try and then see if we can finish with the rest of the six types of prayers. Now, we are learning these prayers this kind of prayer is because this will help us to know how to position ourselves in place of prayer. This will help us to position ourselves to pray the right kind of prayer. Because there are times, last week I said it, we pray amidst. There are times we pray certain prayers that we are not supposed to pray. And I give an example that you go to the farm with a cutlass to go and weed. You don't go to the farm with a pen to go and write. So you need to have the right equipment for the right purpose or for the right duty at the right time. Praise the Lord. So, hence, we need to learn also the right kind of prayers and how to, you know, pray those kind of prayers for answers to be gotten or for results to be seen. Because when you are young, the Lord pardons us when we are doing certain things. 
Like your parents will say, I know that this child is not grown. So this mistake that he or she is doing, I'll pardon him or her. But when that child gets to a certain stage and that child grows, you expect that child to do better. Do you understand? You expect that child to do better. So when we learn about the types of prayer, it puts us in a position of knowing the kind of prayers to pray at the right time and how to approach God during those kind of prayers. We learned about prayer of supplication and we give an example that the Lord Jesus Christ even had a prayer of supplication. We give an example of also Anna praying a prayer of supplication. And also about Paul who also prayed a prayer of supplication when he had a thorn in his flesh. We also prayed a prayer of intercession and we spoke about Elijah that God told, sorry, we spoke about Ezekiel that God told Ezekiel that Ezekiel, I searched for someone to stand in the gap, but I found no one. Right? This is our duty as children of God to intercede for ourselves and for people, for the body of Christ. Do you understand it? Good. Also, we learned about the prayer of faith. And we even studied that when you pray a prayer of faith, you don't go back to ask God for the same thing. But there is something that you do. Anytime you want to remind God about that prayer, you just thank Him. Because you already believe that that prayer has been answered. Hallelujah. That is what the Word of God is for us. And that is what prayer is for us. Yes. So that is, that is what we are about to learn today. And hence, we'll see that it is very, very important when we learn the types of prayers. So, in our life as Christians, there are times we need to pray certain prayers in Bible for certain things. Now, in Bible for certain kind of in Bible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, today we'll continue from where we left off. Welcome, mommy. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God. So, we are learning about the kind of prayers. Amen. Uh-huh. So, Alright. So, we have studied about the prayer of intercession. We have studied about the prayer of supplication. We've studied about the prayer of faith. And I said in the Bible, nine, nine kind of prayers. Nine kinds of prayers or nine types of prayers. And we have studied about three. Last week. And we are still continuing from where we left off. Today, I would like us to look at the third one, which is Corporate prayer. Cooperate prayer. Say Abro Obronika say cooperator. We are joining together. You understand me? We are coming together for something. Now, when you look at the Greek word for the word cooperate, it means being in one mind. Having one mind. Having one mind about something. Being cooperate. On a certain things. Hallelujah. 
That's why you see a company, they said corporate organization. That corporate organization has people there who have one mind. For a particular purpose. So a corporate prayer talks about we praying on a particular agenda together, especially for the purpose of God to be manifested. So we'll join together as a family, as people, you understand, to pray on a particular thing. So that Nia Eradinya Kupon Akan Anan Eradinya Kupon Shisha Yenu, a betumia baye, a bemoya brabomo. Some pibon ye friend cooperate prayer. Unim say, we are see a yeomuno. In pibobu or hoa, ukobo, ah, and says obebonus. I won't say, umpibo, umbeye ding, say, I'm betty umpibo, a beye ding. But so who say, in pibo winners, I say, mean bot wo embrace him one. A bema in pibonu, I yes, simple a mouse, say, yami, a betty. Umpaibo. Uti as ye. Se ebia obiwa o yaumu. Na wako ako jinao se u bompaye se radinya kupon mamisika. You don't pray those kind of prayers. If somebody is in pain, you don't pray for money. If somebody is in pain, you don't pray that you want someone to have a wife or you don't pray for a loved one. No. When someone is in pain, you pray for the pain to go. So you are praying that kind of prayer the right way. Hallelujah. So the corporate prayer that we are talking of is coming together as a group of people. Say muba wo adwimba koso. Muba wo adwimba koho. Say we are praying that so and so and so should be achieved. An example is the way we are here as a church. Branch Foundation Church. We can come like we've been doing every Wednesday. Yeba tise ebusiyabaku. You understand me? So there are times during our prayers, we have corporate prayers. And we pray for the church. That God to elevate the church. God should increase the church. Praise the Lord. Because Bible says, when we all agree on a thing, and we pray about that thing, there is an answer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are studying about the corporate prayer. This is our fourth prayer. Because we said there are nine types of prayers, if you remember. You can say in Bible, nine types of prayer in the Bible. And we've studied about three. Alright? The reason why I'm repeating this is because we have uh, new people also in. We studied our prayer of supplication. We studied our prayer of faith. We studied our prayer of intercession. Today we are starting with corporate prayer. Corporate prayer. And we said the Greek word, when you look at the transliteration, HSA, having one mind. Praise the Lord. So, corporate prayer is praying on a particular agenda. Together, especially for the purpose of God to be manifested. So, what is that agenda? Adienu a ye jina huwa bompa ya faunu e ye dien. E bia ye hun se e busyana ye wominu. Maybe the family that we are in, there is no peace in the family. And maybe few people in the family are seeing that this thing is disturbing the progress of the family. So what did they do? They take the agenda of peace. 
and stand and pray on it. Say, we are praying that this family, there should be peace. Or maybe you sit down and you notice that in this family, when people get married, then they become poor. There is no money again. Maybe in Africa here, we believe, GDAB said, when you, in the past, our forefathers did certain things. This is my family. We want money. But don't let us grow old. So people don't grow old in that family. Or maybe someone will say, let us have money, but we don't want marriage. So nobody can get good marriage in that family. It is something that our forefathers did. Somebody will say, okay, this family, we want a lot of children, but we don't want money. So you see that there is a particular family where they, they have love, they have a lot of people in Crawford, those who are family, but maybe we won't say they are all poor and they can't go forward. Maybe you sit down and you notice these kind of things. Then that is the time you people come together as a family. You call each other. Say, let's come together. Let us break this thing because Jesus Christ has already done it. Jesus Christ has already broken this thing. Because the Bible says, as one man, curse came into this world. And Adam. And as Adam brought curse onto human race, Bible see there was a second Adam. And that second Adam is our Lord Jesus Christ. And when Jesus Christ came, he broke that curse because he paid for that debt. So when you pull have that mindset, you say, Mumma Yemba together as one mind. Say, we are breaking this thing. So we are praying a corporate prayer that this thing will stop disturbing and causing distraction in the family. You stand together on a corporate prayer. The Lord change things around. We have one mind on this thing, that this thing is changing. It is a corporate prayer. Some people, you don't pray alone. One thing you have to know about a corporate prayer is you don't pray a corporate prayer alone. And yet, one kwan na ube jina abosam paye no. It's like in pai bobi wohar one kwan to me jina. As I say, moon kam boom. Because Bible say, iron sharpens iron. So does the countenance of one man sharpens the countenance of the other person. In other words. If we are praying that prayer and I am weak, You can even pray for some time. So corporate prayer is really good, especially for the body of Christ. Every Wednesday, hallelujah. If you've not 
been to any of that prayer meetings, you are missing a lot. Hallelujah. Because we pray. God speaks on our behalf. Hallelujah. Let's look at something in the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Acts chapter 1 verse 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, then Acts. Hallelujah. In Tehubam says, okay, the Bible, I'll free Matthew. Now about Mark. Now about Luke. Now about John. Ufri John pe. Now I call Acts in the New Testament. So, until we are reading from Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Acts 1, 14. Bible says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. And with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. You see, Omunina Ekambom, Ewo Adinkro, one prayer, the prayer of corporate prayer, one accord. They said, Omubomu, in prayer of supplication, in prayer, in one accord. You see, this even teaches us that the prayer of supplication that we spoke about last week, you can even join together. Hallelujah. Amen. Have a corporate prayer on the prayer of supplication. This is wonderful. Prayer of supplication, you can join together, right? And you have a prayer of supplication. That's why you see that Jesus Christ went with his disciples. The Bible says when he went with them, he said, tarry with me. That is, watch with me. Let's pray together about this issue. He did it. Praise the Lord. So one thing you have to know about prayer supplication, sorry, prayer of corporate, corporate prayer is that you can do it with people, all right? And you need to do it with people. Amen. And the other prayers that we pray, prayer of supplication can be done in accordance or in a corporate way. Do you understand me? Because things might be disturbing people in the family. Things might be disturbing people in the house, in the church or other things. They need to come together to pray on that thing. Hallelujah. So even prayer or supplication, you can do it as a corporate prayer together. Like I said, iron sharpened iron. The same book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42. The Bible says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread. Today we'll break bread. And in fellowship and in prayers. Hallelujah. So you see, this is something that the saints had been doing. They have been doing this in the past. The apostles, if the apostles do these things, who are we? Say, Omoa Omuni Yesu Christo Krapo Enamno Ebomu Abrebia Ebompaya Eshemu Abrebia Ebompaya Yanya Yawine. Are you following? I hope you are following. Good. If the apostles had a corporate prayer, who are we? That's why we need to come together and pray. Look, there are times that in your house, you see that you can't pray alone. You come to a church and then maybe you meet some of the elders and you tell them that, oh, I am having this problem. 
asem we na asem we na e ha mi e wo me fie mo betumi ni mi agina abompa ye mo betumi ni mi aka bom abompa ye wo that thing this is corporate prayer and we won't say it helps us to show love for each other if i bring my prayer topic and we pray about it me ho say mudomi nti na mo ni mi agina e bo sampa ye no Sa corporate prayer no ema ye to me yi odo echre ema ye unyeun we demonstrate love for each other during this corporate prayer hallelujah and we are able to pray demonstrate love for each other if i don't love you i can't stand and pray for you hallelujah you need to demonstrate love during corporate prayer because most of the time no adie no enye wo nkwan na wo bompa ye ema ho hallelujah you have people that you are you are you are praying together with praise the lord so acts chapter 2 verse 42 says they continued steadfastly eye bibia omuyeye noko na mete no na me fe they continued each and every time it isn't a one time something it's something that they continued doing they continued doing they continued doing together every Wednesday we are praying Every Wednesday we are praying together. We are praying about something that God will answer. Let me ask you a question. Do you think if they don't get answers to these prayers, they will continue in it? No. Say what Jinya will say, Omunya answers to those prayers. Do you think they will do it? Omunya, omun to us, but they do it because they get answer. Facebook of Acts, you know. The 114 also says the same thing. It says, and they continued. When the Bible says continue, it means something that happens over and over and over and over and over. What is here? For a church to stand, we have to have these corporate prayers. Hallelujah. For a family to stand, we have to be able to pray corporately as a family. So, sorry, Anapa. Now, we here morning devotion. Do you know what you are doing? You are having this fellowship together with the family, cooperatively. You understand me? And what happens is, it makes the family stand. There is love in the family. Spiritually, you are growing together. Senebeya, Papa no enyin chen mbofrano, mami no enyin chen papa no. But you do it together. You are growing together spiritually. Hallelujah. Now, there is bond. The love in the family grows. The love among you grows. Hallelujah. That's why we pray also on Wednesday together. You see, anytime we finish praying, there is a newness, a renewness in our spiritual life. A freshness. We are refreshing. And we feel that we are afraid for each other. Hallelujah. So, hence the importance of corporate prayer. The apostles did it. And we have to also continue with it. Hallelujah. So, corporate prayer is very important. Like I said, these are all summaries of this kind of prayers. We will take them one after the other whilst we even practice them. Hallelujah. The fourth is corporate prayer, like I said. The third is prayer of faith the second is what prayer of intercession 
that God spoke about Ezekiel, that he needs somebody to stand in the gap for them. And then the first one was prayer of supplication. We are continuing. I, I'm just mentioning them because I need you to be writing them down. Hallelujah. Now, the fifth one is what I love. I love all of them, though. But I love this particular one. He said, prayer in the spirit. Prayer in the spirit. Or somebody, you hear somebody say, praying in tongues. It's a kind of prayer. Praying in tongues. Or prayer in the spirit. In Bible, we are here. Hallelujah. Praying in tongues. This is the new way that we learned to pray as children of God. Hallelujah. This is how we stand together in prayer. Because we are spirits. God is spirit. And, and we worship him in spirit and in truth. If you want to have access to God, you have to go through the spiritual process for it to be manifested in the what? Physical. The reason why I say I love this kind of prayer is there are so many advantages. Advantage, One advantage is that when you are praying in tongues, eh? They don't know that when you are praying in tongues now, you are not the one praying. Even though you are opening your mouth, the Spirit gives you authorance. But the Bible says that the Spirit of God helps us in our own what? Weakness. Hallelujah. Praying through us. And when it happens like that, he's praying the heart of God. Normally, you are praying the will of God. At a particular point in time. Hallelujah. And not only that, but it also helps you to pray more. And you pray longer. Hallelujah. And you are in tune with God. Because the Bible says, he who prays in tongues. This thing, it doesn't make sense to the person. Hallelujah. What the person is saying, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You're, you can't even think about what you are praying, but you are concerned and you are focused on God. Hallelujah. I'd like us to look at something. Now, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. Remember, we spoke about something on Wednesday when we met, those who were here, that one of the gifts of the Spirit is speaking in other tongues. Am I lying? And we learnt that. Yes, the book of First Corinthians chapter 12. Am I lying? Ha. And I made a statement that speaking different kind of tongues and the interpretation of tongue is not the same as this prayer of tongues. I said that. Do you remember? You just, you just you raise up your head like that. I know why he raised up his head. Because the statement I made, if you are not, if you are not deep, you won't understand. You understand? So he understands it. But I have to explain it for us to what? Get the understanding. Hallelujah. Then his heart will come down. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, look. 
when the Holy Spirit came onto the people, all right, one of the evidence is speaking of tongues, okay? So when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will speak in tongues, right? You will pray in tongues. But we spoke about the gifts of the Spirit. Listen, the first evidence that people depicted in the Bible when they received the Holy Spirit was one, they spoke in tongues. Almost all of them. Some even prophesied. But when you go to the Word of God, most of the things they used to know that you have the Holy Spirit in you is speaking in tongues. Alright? People speak in tongues as prayer. We have the prayer tongues. Good. We have the prayer tongues. And then we have speaking in diverse language, which is speaking in other tongues. And when it happens like that, most of the people who have this, this spiritual gift, they are able to also interpret. Not all the time, but most of them are able to interpret. Because at that moment, the tongues, listen, I can tell you something. I can start praying. I'm praying in tongues. Do you know what I'm doing? I'm praying. My mind is on what? Fruitful. Okay. Now, I might be praying. I might be praying. If I have the gift of speaking in tongues, listen, oh, if I have the gift of speaking in tongues, which is an enablement, an enablement, listen to the tongues I prayed. I'm teaching us here because this prayer is very important. Listen, oh, I'm praying. I'm praying in tongues. This one I'm praying. But whilst I'm praying, if I am giving the enablement, which is a spiritual gift that me, I have that gift, so I can explain it. If, 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 if I am praying, you can hear me get it. But then I might know, maybe you might not notice, that now the prayer turns and changes, and I'm praying, La Rose, Maka Lijo, Froze. It has changed. Do you know what is happening now? Now you might think I'm still praying. I'm not praying. Now the Spirit of God is speaking through me. Now God is saying something. Alright? God is saying something through me. Alright? It's no more prayer. And He's speaking to all of us. Or me. Personally. Okay? And He's telling me something. If I have the Spirit of interpretation of tongues, then... I will know that he saying, Maybe he's only saying, I am blessing your family. That's all God is saying in mind. So then, through the spirit of interpretation of tongues, I can say, instead of me, I can choose to say whatever I am saying in tongues. Then later, I will say, Thou sayest the Lord. So and so and so and so. This is the gift of speaking in tongues. It is not prayer. So there are differences. A lot of people don't know. So people are there who even speak this, who have this speaking of tongues. But because they might not be matured in the things of God, they might not even know they are speaking the gift of tongues. Hallelujah. They might not know. Are you, are you, are you getting it now? All right. So, this is a challenge that a lot of people have. Are you getting me? 
But we are not speaking about the gift of speaking in tongues. We are speaking about the prayer in tongues. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Whilst we are on this. We are learning, you know, I believe that, I don't, I don't believe in church, in preaching, 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 without the church members not edified. I believe in laying the foundation. As I said, our foundation should be strong. Senebea, all that we are learning, you know that this is it. Not that Udinyamabe Piper and Crawford and Nisu. No. You have to let them know this is it. That's why I'm taking our time. Hallelujah. Listen. Praying in tongues is this. The Holy Spirit comes on you. The Bible says, and they were gathered together in one accord, in one place. Hallelujah. And when they were gathered, the Holy Spirit came. When the Holy Spirit came down, like a rushing wind. When it came down as a rushing wind, it fell on all of them. Listen carefully. From here, I'll take us to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So that I'll explain something there. It fell on all of them, and when it fell on all of them, like a tongue of fire. When it fell on all of them as a tongue of fire, the Bible says they all started speaking in tongues. And when the people heard it, they were like, ah, how come this person is speaking so and so and so? This person is speaking my language. That person is speaking my language. Pardon? Uh-huh. All right. So they spoke in tongues. You understand me? They spoke in tongues. This is an evidence that the Holy Spirit has, had come unto them. Are you getting me? It was an evidence. They spoke in tongues. There are times that Peter went to people's places. The Bible says Peter went to Cornelius' house. Cornelius, oh, Cornelius, sorry, Cornelius, a Gentile. Peter went to his house, preached Jesus Christ unto him. And when he laid hands on him, what happened? He received the Holy Spirit. But funny enough, do you know that Peter didn't lay hands? On Cornelius. The Bible says, as he spoke unto them, whilst they believed and they accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came unto them and they started speaking in other tongues. Paul went to certain places and when he went to certain places, he preached Jesus Christ and when the people believed, some prophesied, some spoke in tongues. Okay? There was a place that the apostles went to, to preach the gospel. And when they preached the gospel, the people believed in Jesus Christ. They received the Holy Ghost, but they didn't know. So they went to call Peter, because Peter was the chief of the apostles. And when he came, the Bible says, he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? They said, nobody has told us anything about the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, when he laid hands on them, they started speaking in tongues. Why am I saying this? This is the tongues that each and every one of us here should speak. Because the Bible says the Spirit of God gives us utterance. When it says it gives us utterance, it means that it gives you the ability. But it doesn't speak through you. This prayer of tongues that we are speaking of here, 
It's so important. Look, I can spend the whole day here. So that we'll continue because we are learning about prayers. All right? Now, everyone, each and every one of us, it doesn't matter your age. You speak in tongues. Because the Spirit of God has given you utterance. But one thing people don't know is that it is there. But they think the Spirit of God will speak. I'm, I'm coming. Please, how many of us speak tongues here? If you speak tongues, please raise your hand. I want to say something. When you are speaking in tongues, does the Holy Spirit open your mouth to speak? Is it not your own mouth that you open? So when the Holy Spirit gives you utterance, it is there. Sometimes Rebecca said, or me Do you know it is utterance? But they think that the Spirit of God will speak through them. Say, Spirit Rebecca uh, said, You know, no. He has given you the utterance. You need to speak. You need to speak. He won't speak through you. Sorry, he won't speak for you. But you need to speak. But he has given you the utterance. Why? Thank you, Lord Jesus. I think I will spend the whole day on this topic. All right? On speaking in tongues. You know, when I was young, I heard something some time ago that, Hey, tongues, tongues. If you don't know, you go and speak wrong tongues. That is the sin that God does. for Ha! Look. I'm telling you something. I spoke tongues the first time when I was in SS1. Hallelujah. And after I spoke tongues that day, right, whilst I was speaking the tongues, nobody laid hands on me. I was doing morning devotion and I was praying. And, 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 and then all of a sudden, I started speaking in tongues. My mind didn't come on it. I was speaking in tongues. And I was seeing vision at the same time. I was seeing a vision. That was the first time I believe I really saw what vision was. I was seeing vision at the same time. I was doing morning devotion. So, when I came out of the vision, it was something that took place. Some, listen, something that was going to take place in the near future. But I saw it then. And it has taken place just like that. So, I saw the thing. And hmm, when I came out from the vision... I heard myself speaking in a language that I've not heard before. Do you know that day after I spoke in tongues, throughout the whole day, I saw visions throughout the whole day from morning to evening. Before anybody, any lecturer or teacher comes to class, maybe the person is coming from the house. You see, I'm standing here like this. I'm not seeing outside the wall here, but I'll see the person coming. And then I'll tell them, the person is coming. He's here. Go and check. And they'll go and check. They'll say, how did you know? I said, I'm just seeing things right now. Throughout the whole day, I saw whatever was happening. Are you getting me? Then, do you know what? I didn't speak in tongues again. Do you know why? The notion that if you force yourself to speak in tongues, and you force it and you lie and the Holy Spirit is not talking or the, you are not hearing the Holy Spirit say the thing from your mouth. You go to hell. That was what I heard. You know what I'm saying? But you know, let me show you something. The Bible says that 
Jesus Christ, when he was talking about that unforgiving sin, he was not talking about speaking in tongues. You know, the Bible says, he said, but when you sin against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven. Am I lying? That's what the Bible says. He was not speaking about you speaking. He said, so he said, when you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, that was the right word. Your sins shall not be forgiven. Am I lying? He was not talking about speaking in tongues. Praise the Lord. He was not speaking about speaking in tongues. He was speaking about you saying that God has healed somebody. Through the Holy Spirit. And then you are saying it is not God, but it is the devil. Let me give you an example. We see most of these are great men of God. I don't want to mention names. Some call themselves angels and other things. You understand me? These great men of God, don't, don't bother what I'm doing. I, I, there is a reason for it. So, you will see that a man of God has healed somebody of crippleness or somebody, somebody who is dead, they raise the person to life, somebody who has a chacha, maybe a chacha goes and all. Then you say that, oh, Nipa, we're on free, Nyami. <laughs> if you don't know, today you have no, no. Nipa, we're on free, Nyami. But the thing is, maybe the person's life is not right. But maybe it is the Holy Spirit that is manifest, mani manifesting himself in the life of the person. So whilst you are saying say, it is not the Spirit of God that healed the person or that was used to heal the person, you are blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. It's not speaking about tongues. You see, I said, I will spend today to talk about this tongues thing so that that notion will be cleared. Okay. So, you see, hmm. now, this is what the Bible is saying. I want to read something to us in the book of Matthew. Hallelujah. In fact, in fact, it is in Matthew, Matthew right? And it is also in Mark. So, Paradeli has so switched. Mark chapter 3, verse 20, 28. Today I didn't bring my Bible. So, Mark chapter 3, verse 28. Shalolospa, Paradesa, Sunis, Renekisus, Ronabas, Lazikretisus, Miketolosa Madis, Shalalisususte. Praise the Lord. Let me read even so that we understand the story well. So that we understand the story well, okay? Mark chapter 3. And but 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 I want I want us to read the whole story so that you get understanding. Okay? So that your understanding will be fruitful. Shalanense Kla Sush Rendaleka Sushe Lazize Lazize Sone Hasaha. Amen. Okay. Shall we start? Shall we start? Okay. Let me read from. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me read from the. Um, let me read the whole of three so that you understand. I'll read it very quickly, okay? Just like I'm talking so that you understand. 
Now, Mark chapter 3, verse 1. It said, And he entered again into the synagogue. And there was a man there which has withered hand. Listen, the man's hand inside to say, Pretty, uh, like, how do you say it in Chi? Pata. To say, Pata. Right? Withered hand. And they watched him whether he would heal on the Sabbath day that they might accuse him. Number one, they have an impression, they have a notion. And an agenda to accuse him. Three, he said, and he said unto them, the man which had, and he said unto the man which had the withered hand, stand forth. And he said unto them, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath day or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? But they held their peace. And when he had looked around about on them with anger, being grieved for the hardness of their hearts, for he said unto them, stretch out stretch to the man, stretch forth your hand. And he stretched forth, and he stretched it forth, and his hand was restored and whole again. Listen, the man's hand was restored. When Jesus Christ said, "Pull your hand out," he was made well. I'm trying to build a point so that you see what he was saying. Now, okay. But they held their peace. And uh, the verse six, and the Pharisees went forth and straight away took counsel with the Herodians against him how they might destroy him. But Jesus withdrew himself with his disciples to the sea. And a great multitude from Galilee followed him, and from Judea, and from Jerusalem, and from Eudemia, and from beyond the Jordan. And they, they about Tyre and Sidon, and great multitude, when they had heard what great things he did, and came to him. Verse 9, And he spoke to his disciples that a small ship should wait on him, because the multitude, lest they should throng him. For he had healed many. Thank you. Listen, oh, Jesus has done what? He has healed many in so much that they pressed upon him for to touch him as many as had plagued. All right? And unclean spirits, when they saw him, fell down before him and cried, saying, Thou art the Son of God. Okay? Unclean spirit, oh, when they just saw Jesus Christ, this is power. He carried the presence. The man carried the presence to the extent that he doesn't even need to say, come out. Once the demons see him, no, they start screaming, oh, oh, you know, those kind of things. Those kind of things, right? But this time, this, this scream. He said, Lord Jesus, you are God. You are the son of God. You are son. They just saw him, oh. And he strictly charged them that they should not make him known. They should keep quiet. And he goeth about into the mountain and calleth unto him who he would. So here he called the 12 apostles. Okay. After he has healed, though, I want you to put in the mind that this was after he has what? Healed the people. We are building a point. So he ordained the 12 that they should be with him and that they might send forth to preach and to have power and to heal the sick and then to cast out demons. And Simon, he said in Peter and James, we came down, uh, let's come to verse 19. And Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him, and they went into an house. Now, 20, we are coming. And the multitude cometh together again, so that they could not so much as eat bread. And when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold of him. For they said, he is besides himself. Look, Jesus has healed people. Uh, he healed people. Uh, they said they couldn't even have time to eat bread. And when his friends saw it, they said, this guy is going mad. He's going mad. Hallelujah. 
because he was healing people so much, so too much. He said, look, he said, and when, when, when his friends heard of it, they went out to lay hold on him, for they said, he is beside himself. There's something wrong with him. But they didn't understand spiritual things. Okay, now we are coming down. And the scribes, good. Now, these are the scribes. So. He said, the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, he had Beelzebub. Listen, now, now this is where the thing is unfolding. After he has sealed the people, low, all right? Now, the scribes said, look, he had Beelzebub. Do you know Beelzebub? Beelzebub, is, and they said, and by the prince of the devils casted out he the devils. All right? Almost see our own feet. Because they were screaming, Jesus, you are the son of God. You are the son of God. You know what I'm saying? Now listen, 23. And he called them unto him and said unto them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? So you see, this is where the, the problem started. They said he has demon in him, a devil in him. And he said, how can Satan cast out Satan? And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if the house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. If we are all one church, and how can this church stand? Or someone from this church go and then say something evil somewhere. How can other people come here? You understand me? Because we are separating and destroying things ourselves. You know what I'm saying? How will you feel? You understand me? So a house divided against itself cannot stand. That's what Jesus Christ is saying. And he said, if Satan rise up against himself and be divided, he cannot stand. But had an end. Or see, even... If some sorry, demons. It means he's destroying himself. Are you listening? And he said, No man can enter into a strong man. So this this guy is still talking about He was breaking it down for them. He said, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except his, he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. 28. It's a very, very, I say unto you, all sins. Oh, thank you. You see, this is where it's coming from. So after they said, he has demon. And he was explaining to them. Then he said, very, very, I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the son of men. And blasphemies, whatsoever and whithersoever they shall blaspheme. Look, you can insult Jesus. That is a son of man. Am I lying? Is there anything you commit against the son of man shall be forgiven? Or son of men. Sorry. You can insult your brother. You can insult your sister. You can blaspheme against them. Shall be forgiven. The Bible says, if you sin those kind of sins and you ask for forgiveness, it shall be what? Forgiven. But look at what he's saying. But. 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 He that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost had never forgiven it, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Then the 30 concluded, he said, because they said he had unclean spirit. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. 
you guys have gotten the understanding. So he's not talking about tongues here. He's talking about because they said he had unclean spirit. So when you see a man of God, and you say the man of God has unclean spirits, meanwhile that man of God is healing people by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you say, you say, oh, we're on free, Yami. At the end now, all your crap on your kululu. Do you know what you just did? You have blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that sin. Look, me, I've done it before. I've done it several times. We might have all done it. But then, we didn't know. That's the different thing. Then we didn't know. That's the different thing. Hallelujah. I thank God for today's service. We, we have gotten some light on something that we didn't know, right? Our eyes have been opened on something that we didn't know. So when you see a man of God, keep quiet. Look, we, we were trained that when you see a man of God, Pastor Chris will tell you, when you see a man of God doing something, never open your mouth. Never open your mouth to say anything bad against that man. You let a person come from devil. No, don't worry. Just shut up. Don't say anything against that person. Because when God was calling him, you were not there some. And what God told him, you didn't hear. And he says God has called him. Shut up. Bible says, do not what? Even not that alone. David, when he got Saul, Saul, God has anointed Saul. And when he got Saul, so that he will kill him. Listen, somebody wants to kill you. While chasing with and you got him, that you can kill him. Boko Wada. Wadao, that you can kill him. Twice. Your bodyguard said, Charlie, if you don't kill him, cry, you let me just do it. I will just strike him one, but he will go. King Saul. Do you know what David said? He said, Look, I will never touch God's anointed. That's what the Bible is saying. He said, Don't touch God's anointed. Don't touch God's anointed. No matter how low that man of God is, never touch him. When you speak against him, you are speaking against God. You are saying that the choices that God made was not right. Ha! We are learning, right? So, <laughs> listen, David said, I'm not going to raise my hand to touch God's anointing. When his time comes, God will take him. And lo and old, lo and behold, his time came very soon, rapidly. And God took him. He died in war. And his blood was not on David's hand. But remember, not knowing in the near future, David's own son, Absalom, tried to kill David. But because David didn't kill an anointed man of God. Oh, listen. By the time that David got to kill Saul, even then the Spirit of God has left Saul's 
and an evil spirit has entered so. By then, oh, by then. And by then, Krapunu, the kingdom has been taken from Saul and has already been given to David. By then, an oil has been poured on David's head already that you are going to be the next king. But still, he didn't touch that man. No matter how perfect you and I are, no matter how holy we are, no matter how righteous we are against those people, don't lift your voice, don't say anything evil against them. They are anointed of God. Are you getting it? So, when Absalom got his father, David, he couldn't kill him. Do you know why? Because David didn't kill Saul. If David had killed Saul, his son would have killed him. Clap your hands to Jesus. Are you, are you getting the thing? Are you getting the thing? So, when you blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, is when a man of God is using the Spirit of God to do something. And you say, this is not from God. It's from the devil. Today, we've learned it. We've learned it. And he said, that sin will not be forgiven. We didn't know about it. Now we know. Say, now we know. Hallelujah. So let me come back to the tongue speaking. All right. Now, I said I would send us to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Am I lying? So that we see a difference there. Then we'll come to 13. We'll come to 14. Do you understand certain things there? It's good. You see, when we are learning like this, it's good, right? So that we don't speed up. Even we'll continue with that, right? Okay, first of all, let me read from what, what is here first. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, he said, For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to man, but to God. No one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, are you there? First Corinthians chapter 12, are you there? Are you there? I want us to look at something. First Corinthians chapter 12. Rendalos Remendendo Logos Sekeridis. Laradele Mendo Sufrunda has a bradicisustis. Lerenili has a crenilia sufrodo, Sivrenida Santo Lelebes or Custisha. Lerenelebos Sekasus. Remendili has sushed. Look at, look at, look at the verse 10. Are you there? First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. All right. My, my emphasis will be on the B. Are you there? Should I read? To another, the working of miracles. So now he's talking about the gift of the Spirit. Okay, for us to understand, let me read so that you see that the gift of the Spirit. Okay, all right. He said, There are diversities of gifts by the same Spirit. Verse 4. And there are differences of administration by the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with that. Okay? Ha ko melidihi. Zuzufra kase kestush pafaratesh. Rando sekelele. Do you know what I'm doing? I just got a revelation. Now, when you look at that, when you look at that scripture, it says, 
diversities. He said there are diversities of operations, but the same spirit which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Listen, this is the gift of the spirit we are talking of here. We are not talking of praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is what we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Alright? Now, he said, but, but the gift of the spirit, the gift of the spirit, if I give you a gift, I'm giving you the gift not only to profit to you, that's what the Bible is saying, but to profit everyone. If I come and stand here and I'm praying in tongues, I said I'm doing what? Praying in tongues. I didn't say I'm speaking in tongues. I said what? There are two things though. I didn't say I'm speaking in tongues, so I said I'm praying in tongues and I come and stand. What I'm saying, it doesn't profit any of you. It's me, myself. It's between me and God. All right? But when I come and stand here and I say, Kayo Kabaradosh, Lizo Opra Degesistos, thou sayest to the Lord, tomorrow by this time, you shall have so and so and so. Do you know what is happening? Now you poor understand what I'm saying. And it's becoming fruitful to you. It will either encourage you or elevate your spirit. Hallelujah. That's how it is. And he's saying that it will profit all of us. That's what the gift of spirit does. Alright? I'm not talking about speaking in tongues. I'm, I'm not talking about praying in tongues. I'm talking about speaking in tongues. <laughs> is, it, is it difficult for you to understand this? We are breaking it down. Listen. He said... Verse so, no, sorry, verse, verse 7, he said, By the manifestation of the Spirit, given to every man to profit all. So if I speak in tongues, and you people don't understand, it doesn't profit you. Hallelujah. But the gift of Spirit is for the profit of all of us. Am I lying? If I speak in tongues and I interpret, it will profit all of you. But if I pray in tongues, me, my mind is not fruitful. I don't understand. But I'm speaking to God. Hallelujah. We can get deeper. Look, we will go deeper and then you learn that there are even tongues of angels. Yeah. You see? <laughs> okay, let me, let me limit it here. As we grow, we will get there. Hallelujah. Now, verse 8, he said, For one is giving the spirit of, no, he's talking about the spirit, spiritual gifts, which, bear in mind, are there to profit everyone. Bear in mind, oh, that gift is there to what? Profit everyone. He said, verse 10, To another, the working of miracles, and to another, prophecy, to another, descending of spirit, to another, diverse kinds of tongues. Listen, you know, that's what the Bible says. It says what? Diverse kinds of tongues. It didn't say praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is what happened when they got uh, the Holy Ghost and then manifestation came. But this one is, he said to another, diverse, it didn't say to everyone. Ha. That day, Everyone had it. Am I lying? That day, everyone had it. And that is what I have. That is what you all have. But the one that is talking about diverse kind of tongues is talking about 
the one that I spoke to you about and I said thou seest the Lord because there was to another an interpretation of tongues there should be an interpretation of tongues so if I come and speak diverse kind of tongues and there is no interpretation Bible says what shut up because nobody will be what nobody we brought to a place of understanding it won't be fruitful to anybody but he's not speaking about praying in tongues are we are we getting it are we getting it when you speak diverse kinds of tongues there should be interpretation because it is a gift that profits everybody i can just tell you god is saying something that In some few minutes, things will change in the realm of the spirit. I can just say some, something like that. And I will tell you that. But I can say I can't say it. Don't mind me, okay? I'm playing the song so that we will flow. I can say car, bow, share, lezo, snahash this. I can just say that. And I can speak in English for like 10 minutes. Just three words that I said. I can speak in three, like 10 minutes. To just interpret those three words. But then, in prayer of tongues, Bible says, let me show you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 2, it says, For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. You see, you speak mysteries. You speak mysteries. Nobody understands you. Ha! First Corinthians 14, 14 to 15. I'm just trying to break down for you. This is all this that I'm reading is about not the gift of the spirit i'm talking about praying in tongues he says for if i pray in a tongue my spirit prays but my understanding is unfruitful so if my spirit prays and my understanding is unfruitful how can i explain what i prayed that my understanding is, if i don't understand it how can i explain it to you because i'm just praying in tongues hallelujah what is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit. And I will also pray with understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. And I will also sing with understanding. That's why sometimes you hear us praying. We say, Lazo, crema, da, la, 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 bo, Oh Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We exalt you. We worship you. Keniazo, fro, sikalama. You are praying in tongues. I didn't say, Thou said the Lord here. Am I lying? I'm just praying in tongues. So I'm praying with both understanding and in the spirit. But the gift of the spirit, and all that I'm saying, it is not profiting any of us here. It is profiting God. Because 14 verse 1 says what? Sorry, 14 verse 2 says what? For he who speaks in tongues does not speak to men, but to God. It's for God. But when we come back to the gift of the spirit, which is in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Verse this thing that was the service says it is to profit everyone. 
everyone. I am elevating you to the next level. Share the Spirit of God. I have interpreted a tongue. I didn't necessarily need to speak in that tongue. You know, look, I know it's a man of God. Go ahead, Charlie. They are, they are so dramatic to the extent that they, they understand what the Spirit of God is saying, but they will speak it in tongues first, and then they will explain it to you so that you see that, yes. You know, some people are for the, they like to see the miraculous. When you just tell them, God is saying, I should tell you so and so and so and so. They don't see some Charlie. Uh, you know, you have to put drama in it. So then you will speak in tongues. Then you say, okay, this is what God is saying. That one, they will take it fast. Am I lying? You know, that's how it is. But the thing is, today we are learning about spirit. We are not learning about the gift of the Spirit. We are learning about the speaking in tongues, which the Holy Spirit gives you power to do. All right? Why? Because God wants all of us to speak in tongues. He wants all of us to speak in tongues. Everyone. But the gift is not for everyone. Listen, oh. Praying in tongues is for every Christian. Every Christian. But the gift of speaking in diverse kind of tongues is not for everyone. That is why not all of us here can speak that mysterious tongue and interpret it. It's not for everyone. That is why not everybody can prophesy. That is why not everybody can do miracles or healing. That is why not everybody has the spirit of faith. The gift of faith. Look, we all have faith. Oh, listen, you see, sometimes when we are learning the word of God, it takes time. The Bible says, steady to show yourself approved. A workman, it is work, 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 work. It takes work. A workman who needs not to be ashamed. Rightly, he said, what? Rightly dividing the word of God. Rightly dividing the word of truth right so it takes work sometime when you when i'm coming i'll bring something i have a big study bible i have a big concordance i have a big dictionary you know sometimes you have to have all those things for you to be able to understand the word of god hallelujah you see those of us having the smartphones don't let us only have bible in it you can have concordance Concordance, you see, I told you the Greek words of certain things and what it means to make it easier for you. That's how it should be. You understand me? You study the word of God. You don't read the word of God. You study it. You study it. You study it. You understand me? So, now, the gift of the Spirit is different. Okay? You see, I thought we could even finish the tongues. We can't. We'll continue next time. Uh huh. Yes, he said, I will bring you into remembrance of everything that I have taught you. He didn't say you should read over. Study. Study. Do you know what studying is? Joshua 1 8, like you like saying, what is it? He said, 
Do not meditate. Do you know what meditating is? Studying is what? Meditation. So that it will be here. In not here, Krapo. Here. It will be here. Not just reading. You see, you can read. You can read. But if you've not sat down to think about it, do you know how God's work becomes active in your life? When you sit down, you think about it. He loves me. So he gave himself to me. I've just read it. I forgot. But when I sit down, I'm thinking, wow. So God, his own self, because of the love he has for me, he came to die for me. Then I'm thinking, wow. Hey, not even you, my, my parents cannot die for me, but God. You see, you are thinking about, do you know what is happening? It will start growing. That's why they said faith comes by hearing. Do you know that the hearing is talking about not only listening to the word of God, but eating into it. You study the word of God. That's how it becomes active in your life. Hallelujah. I will bring my teaching to an end today. We will continue next week. We have not even touched on the prayer of tongues yet. We said we are learning about prayer. We didn't say we are learning about the gifts. Hallelujah. Then we will learn about the gifts for the manifestation of the gifts. Hallelujah. God truly bless you. I believe we've all been blessed. Where we've got into, I will bring us to a place of communion with the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you.